welcome one and all to another jam-packed episode of the Broadway Bulletin. We hope you are as excited as we are to discuss two fantastic shows that we have in store for you. First up, we head back to Theater Row for another J2 Spotlight Musical Theater production, A Day in Hollywood, A Night in Ukraine. Well, this was a fun, lighthearted show. Um, so they do, I don't want to call them obscure shows, but just like lesser known shows or lesser done shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so this actually was a, sh- a show that I guess played on Broadway. Um, Jerry Herman had a hand in doing it, which is great. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it was a fun, lighthearted show. The songs were real cute and nostalgic. Like the first half of the show takes place outside or like in the lobby of Grauman's Chinese Theater, like an old, an old movie theater. And it's all about old Hollywood and people longing to be in Hollywood and that. Um, and then the second half is a quick rendition of a Marx Brother film, A Night in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So those are like the two halves. So for me, the plot of the first act didn't have much to it. It was more of a collage of songs and ideas regarding the golden era of Hollywood. But the dancing in the first act was just so fun and fantastic. So much tap and soft shoe in that, uh, which was great. The set is cute and basic. It looks like an old movie theater. Um, the lighting is mostly good, though there were a few moments where it was kind of hard to see the actors. And I don't know if that's by design or if that's staging, but I was just like... Come into the light. I went to see your face. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the singing was really, really good. And the impersonations and the references to the bygone era of these Hollywood legends was fabulous and spot on. You know, one of the things was those fabulous taps or something like that. It was a big tap number. And they would open this middle door and they'd have different... you just see the legs dancing, but it was different famous Hollywood... Feet? Yeah, exactly. Those okay. fabulous feet. You know, there'd be Shirley Temple. There was the Dorothy and the Wicked Witch. Um, King Kong at one point. You know, just okay. all the... And you knew exactly who they were. Um, they all, and like I said, they also had famous uh, actors and people. My, one of my favorite was an actress played um, and sang uh, her song in the part of um, Mae West. Oh, beautiful. I, I love... <laughs> yeah. And then you also had someone doing... Oh, what's her name? I love her. And that Spencer Tracy film, Death Set... Um, Oh, Catherine Hepburn. Yes. Catherine Hepburn. You know, and so it was It was a lot of fun. Then you switch over to the second act, and that was just absolutely hilarious. It was fast-paced, slapstick humor, brilliant. It makes everything even worth it. Like, if you were kind of like, the first act was kind of a letdown for me, trust me, the second act saves the day and then some. Um, everyone playing this second act, fantastic. It's such a melodramatic they had the comedic witty. timing down. Yes, the guy who played, um, I can't think of his name, who always walked, Groucho, with a cigar, you know, and the fast bit of thing, and he has all the quick jokes, you know. It was brilliant. He's exchanging with this dude who's supposed to be Italian, and they're just having these great one-liners, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. The actress who played Harpo Marx, he, he's the one that doesn't say anything, honks the horn and everything. I mean, it was like watching Harpo Marx back from the day. It was incredible. I love so that. So I'm just like rolling around, and I'm just laughing, and... The songs were simple and clever in the second act. You know, not much to it, but they didn't need to. It's all about the, the humor. So for me, this was a fun and, and all in all just delightful evening out. Sadly, this show closed on March 6th. London dropped its dignity. Yeah. So has France and Germany. Yeah. All hands are dancing to a raggedy melody full of originality. Sing it, though. The folk... 
who live in sunny For our next show, we head to the Linda Gross Theater to see the latest show from Atlantic Theater Company, English. Can the Atlantic Theater Company do anything wrong? I mean, seriously. My God. Yes, yeah, that good? So good. So they did this in partnership with Roundabout Theater Company, so... Oh. <laughs> I mean, check, well. check. Um, it's a great story about these four Iranian people who are learning English. Okay. And they need it for their TOEFL, I think it's called. The English foreign language exam or something. And they all need okay. it for different reasons. You know, one of them who's really competitive needs it for so she can um, go to study to be a doctor in Australia and that and so she can also teach. Okay. Which I know I know that's a thing from 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 driving international students around, them explaining that like if they don't pass a test regarding English, they have to take English right out the gate when they get to to school here in America or whatever mm-hmm. so that they can go forward. Um, so a lot of them will study and then they'll get here and they can pass the test and just go straight into the coursework. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another girl who's younger, she's doing it now before she goes to university. The older woman's doing it because her son wants her, they're living in Canada and she has a permanent resident card for Canada and her son and daughter-in-law want to raise their daughter with English speaking so they're like, you need to learn English. Uh-huh. And okay, and then there's a guy there who's learning English, but we later learn stuff about him. And I'm not going to ruin the plot because it's that good of a show. Okay. And then we have um, the teacher who lived in Manchester for a while, and now she's moved back to Iran. And it is a brilliantly written and brilliantly performed play. The the plot just, I mean, if you just hear the plot, you think it's just kind of mundane. It's like, oh, this doesn't have, oh my gosh, but it's... It's that kind of slow burn drama mm-hmm. that you kind of are like, okay, well, I don't know if there's much there. I'm, I'm just going to keep going back. And then when it's done, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I need to know more. Like, where did so-and-so go? Where did, what happened? You left me hanging on X, Y, and Z, and you didn't realize that how invested you were. Mm-hmm. Um, it really delved into the complexities and even the controversies surrounding learning English and the stigmas attached with leaving one's cultures behind. Okay. Because if you think about it, we're American. And, you know, I took two years of Spanish and I could barely say, I mean, I probably couldn't speak Spanish to save my life. Mm-hmm. You took two years of Spanish. Oh, no, no, no. I took four years of Spanish. Yeah, how's that working out for you? I can, I can read it. I can hear people speak it, but I don't dare. I don't. I don't right. dare speak it myself. So, but English is a language that's more spoken throughout the world, but not on the flip side. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, particularly in America. Particularly in America, I will say, like other English-speaking countries, like England and Australia, and that they do. I mean, you know, I think from my cousins are fluent in French and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, as Americans, we really don't focus on the bilingual thing, and they really focus on like learning English is hard and why do we have to learn English? Why can't they learn our language? And they don't like us as it is and they want us to be more like them. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it brings that whole other insult to learn English, learn to speak my language. And it's like, you should learn to speak English so it's easier for you. 
you shouldn't learn to speak English just because you live here. Right, or that you're going to be terrified that someone's going to harass you. Right, because that's the other thing is they talk about accents. Mm-hmm. You have an accent yeah. and people are going to hate you no matter how good of English you speak. Well, uh, I want to see the show now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another, really this good. was another beautiful play featuring people of color, both performed, directed, and designed and written by, particularly by Arab performers, which I... Arab descent performers? No, Arab Oh, performers. they're from... I, I, well, okay, maybe it is Arab descent, but uh, everything I read in the playbill, like they were identifying as some Arab or Arab American performer. Like there, there were of, from what I remember, I mean, I would have to double check the, my, my playbill now, to, you know, but I remember there was like, uh, from right, an Iranian, Iranian, uh, transgender actress. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the actress that played the teacher we saw in Selling Kabul, she was the wife. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. as I'm watching this, I'm like, I love how much diversity is on the stage right now? Living for it. Um, the set was amazing. It was just a simple square classroom, but mm-hmm. it would rotate. It would create these all these different scenes. And adding to that was the lighting, which was gorgeous, and it really created the different moods. Um, I especially felt the heat coming through the sun. The heat of the sun coming <laughs> through the windows. There we go. <laughs> like, so that made sense why they were opening and closing the, the curtains. Um, the depths of the character, the depth of the characters was just really amazing. The individual stories both just consumed and they broke your heart. I mean, that's the biggest thing is you felt a real connection to these characters and their stories. Um, and even though I haven't lived or shared these experiences, I just, I, I, I related to them. I empathize with them and, and it made me see things through a whole nother light. And it was like, wow, like I never what? thought and- of... Empathy helped you understand other people. I know. Theater made you feel... Be sympathetic to them. Get out of here. I know. Wow. This was another one for the (laughs) Atlantic Theater Company, and I highly suggest that everybody go and see it. Tickets for the show at the Linda Gross Theater are on sale through March 20th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And... I'm Hot Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and and keep keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. like what you hear please leave a five-star review like and subscribe hey you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at sage whisper pod and feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stage whisper pod at gmail.com our theme song is booga blue by u.s army blues other music on this episode provided by sophie tucker and al jolson and billy murray